Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. This is the American Veteran Show. Proud to finally say these two words. Welcome home. Dedicated to those who have worn the uniform. Tremendous national asset. Dedicated to our active duty men and women. They came not as conquerors. But as liberators. Dedicated to presenting issues, topics, and interviews highlighting their commitment to our country. I want to thank the courageous men and women who've served their country in uniform. Less than 1% of the population of our country chooses to serve our country in the military. And the other 99% of us, we owe them. Online at AmericanVeteranShow.com. Here's Stephen Tubbs. Welcome to this week's edition of the American Veteran Show. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. We've got a terrific show ahead. And this past week, of course, the 81st anniversary of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. We'll have FDR's speech, the full speech, besides December 7th. That's straight ahead. We've got one of our friends of the program, United States Marine, World War II veteran Joe Weinmeyer later on, and, uh, and much more straight ahead on this week's edition. We could not do this program without our presenting sponsor, a law firm here in uh, the Denver area that is most certainly now focused on helping veterans that went through Camp Lejeune. His name is John Boson. As you're well aware, if you listen to the program, the law firm is Boson Law, B-O-E-S-E-N, BosonLaw.com, fighting on behalf of veterans every single day, focusing now and trying to help as much as they can and They are successful on the military and and those of you and in the families that possibly were exposed to uh, bad water toxins surrounding Camp Lejeune over the decades. Their number at Boson Law, 303-999-9999. We realize that it was last week that it was the 81st anniversary, but can you ever really talk about what thrust the United States into war enough? I say you cannot. So in 2016, we were able to go back with a couple of Coloradans. One was just a little boy. The other was aboard the USS Tennessee. This is from our mini documentary called Return to Pearl from 2016. Officially, I'm Richard H. Sugg Sr., live in Golden, Colorado. Richard Sugg arrived in Honolulu in June 1940. That was at one of the beaches, and that's my mom lying down behind me. And I did learn to swim here in Hawaii. She married a widower, Major Douglas Sugg, and they met when she came over to take a job as the principal of the Schofield Barracks 
uh, grade school. Lieutenant Colonel Richard Sugg went on to serve two distinguished tours of duty in Vietnam. I'm Don Armstrong. I live in Sterling, Colorado. Well, I was on the USS Tennessee. I was a mess cook at that time. Don Armstrong served six years in the U.S. Navy. He enjoyed serving his country. I joined the Navy with a young fellow from Holyoke, Colorado. After six weeks of intensive training in San Diego, we got liberty. He said, Don, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to rent some golf clubs and play golf. He says, hell, I'm a golfer. I'll go with you. I thought, boy, we're going to have a wonderful time in the Navy. I went over on December 6th and bought a lot of Christmas presents for my parents, my sisters. Mr. Armstrong had no idea how his life was about to change the very next morning. December 7th, 1941, at 8 o'clock in the morning, I was reading the Sunday funny papers on the coffee table in our living room at the quarters on Schofield Barracks, and all of a sudden the, shot of the house shook and rattled, and there was a loud noise, and we didn't know what that was, and then everybody went out to the front yard and looked up and heard and saw the planes. Fellas come running through the, where I was washing dishes. They come through and said, hey, they're bombing the island over here. More than 350 Japanese planes swarmed the island, attacking U.S. airfields, military bases, and Navy ships anchored tightly together in Pearl Harbor. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air. President Roosevelt has just announced. I just got up there and here a torpedo plane came in, dropped each torpedo, pulled up, and uh, here another one followed him. That one, honest, he was almost as close as the top of that tree, it looks like. If I had a baseball, I could hit him. And he was looking down like this. And everybody was looking up at the, uh, the airplanes that were flying low, low enough for us to see the Rising Sun's emblems and the pilots' faces. We can see the pilots' faces. They were that low. Then my dad said, wait a minute, everybody get back inside the house. Those are real bullets. We jumped in the car, and my mother swears that a Japanese plane followed us up the street and was shooting at us. And sure enough, just as we got there, jumped out of the car, a huge noise, loud noise broke out. And what it was, was the machine gunners were shooting at the Japanese planes that were flying along toward this. The attack caught U.S. forces by total surprise. The Japanese launched two waves of planes carrying torpedoes, bombs, and their machine guns. They had just changed my battleship station to a, a talker and a director. And those directors are up there pretty high. Well, we got up there, and there's only one guy up there, and that was the Marine captain of the day. And he says, hey, fellas, put on these uh, phones and start reporting the planes coming in. So that's what my duty was, you know. They're coming in and giving the angle, and uh, then the, they could fire on them. They ended up 
giving us credit for shooting down six. One of the things I did see in the air was uh, an American airplane shooting tracer bullets at a Japanese plane. The hardest hit and the first to quickly sink was the USS Arizona. Everything went so fast when the Arizona blew up. If you saw that film, how black it got. And so I got to see so much stuff happen. We got hit by a converted shell, but it hit one of those yard arms, and they figured that that ruined the fuse. And it went on, it penetrated on the top of the turret, on the way down. It killed four guys, fizzed off, but it didn't blow up, thank goodness. We were tied right next to the West Virginia, and the reason it didn't roll over like uh, Oklahoma is because we had it tied so tightly, it couldn't do that. We've saved the lives of a lot of people. And I watched the Nevada get underway. It had been tied back there, back in the Arizona, and the captain got it underway. All of a sudden, here come the second wave of Japs in, and they spotted it trying to get away, and they all just peeled down and dropping bombs. And, and uh, the captain called and talked to the harbor, and they said, uh, beach it because we don't want to block the channel. Part one of our mini documentary, Return to Pearl. And I will tell you that that voice, Don Armstrong on the USS Tennessee, he made that journey back, and less than three weeks later, Mr. Armstrong passed away. It was his final journey. He passed away on Christmas Day 2016. Rest in peace, sir. And as we go to the break, we remember Pearl Harbor. We'll have part two coming up next on the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com. <laughs> Records an act that lives forevermore. We'll recall, as into line we fall, a thing that happened on Hawaii shore. Let's remember Pearl Harbor as we go to meet the foe. Let's remember Pearl Harbor as we get the Alamo. We will always remember how they died for liberty. Let's remember Pearl Harbor and go on to victory. Now, back to the American Veteran Show. Here's Stephen Tubbs. Welcome back as we continue here on the American Veteran Show. In our next segment, we'll be uh, happy to welcome back our, our number one United States Marine from World War II, Joe Weinmeyer. He was uh, at Camp Tarawa on the Big Island, and uh, we'll talk about basically his memories of being on the Big Island. Not a lot of surfing, in fact, none. 
not a lot of snorkeling, in fact, none. And they certainly did not scuba and have this, you know, tropical paradise. Of course, he uh, part of the 5th Marine Division. But as we continue, want to bring you now part two of our mini documentary did in 2016 called Return to Pearl. And if you are just possibly joining the program, the voice that you'll hear first up is Don Armstrong. And he was a proud Coloradan. An amazing, sweet man. And when we took him back as part of a a journey for a couple of of Coloradans in 2016, he, he knew that this would be his final journey to Hawaii. And wouldn't you know that after this monumental kind of maybe milepost in his life, he returned to Colorado with his family. And less than three weeks later, he passed away. He passed away on December 25th, Christmas Day of 2016. So in his honor, we continue to bring you now part two of Return to Pearl. It ended in two hours, but it seems like it was like that, you know. The surprise attack on Pearl Harbor sunk or destroyed 21 Navy ships, including eight battleships. It destroyed 188 aircraft and killed more than 2,400 Americans. But rising from the flames, a resolve that fills a nation and a vow to never forget. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to today's joint National Park Service, United States Navy, National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day Ceremony. This year's theme is honoring the past, inspiring the future. And today, we will pay tribute to those members of the greatest generation who paved the way here in Pearl Harbor for current and future generations throughout the world. 75 years after surviving the attack, veterans Don Armstrong and Richard Sugg returned to Pearl Harbor. It was a trip made possible by Leaf Guard of Colorado and its Belden family founders. You know, this trip all started with Belden's. It was something that we felt was a great idea. It was giving something back to our community, a thank you to our veterans and our active military. The Belden philosophy has always been integrity is our family business. And giving back is something that they've never hesitated to do. I definitely feel that what you do in your community is everything. Ladies and gentlemen, it is customary on December 7th that we observe a moment of silence at 0755 to commemorate the beginning of the attacks on Pearl Harbor. At 0755, you will hear USS Halsey sound the ship's whistle. Please join me at that time in bowing our heads for a moment of silence to remember those who courageously fought and those who died here on December 7th, 1941. At the ceremony, when I saluted, it's because veterans are allowed to salute rather than taking their caps off and putting on with their heart. So I've started doing that for outdoor ceremonies like the other veterans that you would have seen there or the men in uniform. A highlight of the emotional remembrance was the presentation of a wreath, one for each branch of the military. 
1,999 sailors lost their lives in the December 7th attacks on Pearl Harbor and Naval Air Station Kaneohe Bay. Many sailors met their final resting place in these waters directly beneath us while defending their ships and helping their shipmates escape the burning hulls. Many more assisted in rescue and recovery efforts in the days and weeks that followed. Will all of our Navy veterans please stand as able? Ladies and gentlemen, as we look upon the majestic USS Arizona Memorial behind me, take comfort in knowing that our departed World War II veterans continue to stand vigilant watch as guardian angels of our nation. Today's joint forces have assumed liberty's mantle, passed down in an unbroken chain, watch to watch, for 75 years. No one, and I mean no one, should doubt that a strong U.S. military will continue to stand a global watch for generations to come. As the legacy and lessons of Pearl Harbor are passed to our children and our children's children, who will also stand the watch to continue to fight against tyranny and injustice. To our survivors and veterans, you once bravely stood fast and tough, responded, recovered, and prevailed. On December 7, 1941, and in the years that followed, you superbly executed your duties at your posts and weathered the storm of war. It is because of you and others like you that we enjoy freedom and liberty in this great country. Now, with all Pearl Harbor survivors and World War II veterans remaining seated, will everyone else please stand and join me in expressing our appreciation. A grateful nation applauds you today. I was so, so surprised to see so many people here, you know, it, it was just amazing. The commemoration was that much more special for trip sponsor Billy Parrish with LeafGuard. He got to spend time with his brother Liam, himself a combat veteran. I think the trip meant to me and my brother more than um, I could put to words really. Liam has been diagnosed with PTSD, and him interacting with other veteran military people, I think it was good for him just to see that some do struggle with the same thing he's been diagnosed with. It was quite an honor to actually be invited and, you know, to be able to witness and be a part of that and sponsor, you know, a veteran to return to um, the original site of uh, the Pearl Harbor attacks. Well, it's been very exciting, uh, a lot more than I thought, uh, mainly because I met so many people that, uh, you know, had a background like me. I didn't expect to run into so many people here uh, that uh, came up to me and spoke to me, and um, that was really a fun part. We've had a good time, we're gonna have a couple more good days.
to America's World War II patriots here, we will never forget your courage under considerable fire and seemingly insurmountable odds. Because of you, our future remains bright. We owe you an immeasurable debt, and we can't thank you enough for answering the call of duty when Lady Liberty needed it the most. It's important to remember Pearl Harbor, not for just people like me, but for the greatest generation. That's our saying, remember Pearl Harbor. Uh, and, uh, and that is important. And I hope it goes on and on and on. That's why it's critical. And, uh, you know, they've gotten some respectful admiration recently, and I hope that doesn't die. Our documentary, many as it may be, Return to Pearl from 2016. And thank you to Mr. Sugg and rest in peace to Don Armstrong. We will wrap up this segment and in our next, we will have uh, right here in studio with us, Joe Weinmeyer, 96 years young, United States Marine Corps, World War II. He was on the big island at Camp Tarawa that we talked about just a few episodes ago on the big island of Hawaii. That's coming up next. This is the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com. Welcome back to the American Veteran Show. We continue now with Stefan Tubbs. We continue this week's edition of the American Veteran Show, kind of a postscript to the 81st anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. And just a few days ago, we had a chance to visit on the regular program with one of my favorite human beings ever, World War II United States Marine Corps veteran Joe Weinmeyer. And um, I tell you what, we did just a few weeks ago on the program, we played the surf from the Big Island. We played the tree frogs from the Big Island. We talked about Camp Tarawa. And lo and behold, and I knew this, but here he is in front of me, who was there training on the Big Island of Hawaii at Camp Tarawa was Joe Weinmeyer. My friend, it's always so good to see you. Oh, it's always a pleasure to see you. And we have such a good time together. We do. We've had such good times in the past. Our trips that we've taken around the country, the world. Yep, yep. Yeah. We went to uh, Australia together. We've been to Hawaii together. We've been to Iwo Jima together. We've been across the country. J- Japan. Japan. Um, but Camp Tarawa, what do you remember? Because now it is back to almost native uh, prairie land on the Big Island. Yeah. Well, when I was there, of course, that was our base camp. And all you seen was tents and uh quonset huts you know mm-hmm. but uh but they did like we both know they've got that memorial where the camp was right uh, on the parker ranch parker ranch right and um you know it's you think maybe if you've never been there you think well it's an island how big can this be they call it the Big Island for a reason because it is very it, big and and you were part of the 5th marine division right right when uh uh, I went over there. They they were forming the fifth division, and I was one of 
one of many replacements. Mm-hmm. Joe Wanmeyer is our guest. He's been on our regular program, and uh, boy, he's been with me so long, he's been even on other radio stations. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. But this is the American Veteran Show, and Joe is 96 years young, still drives. Uh, we have lunch together as much as we can, and um, I, I wanted him to kind of share that few memories the you know those memories of uh, of training you were a flamethrower and you were on the big island camp tarawa how does it all start i mean i i know that you've shared the story before of how you actually got to become a flamethrower well uh when i got out of boot camp of course we went to i uh, went to camp lejeune north carolina and that was uh our advanced training so to speak mm-hmm. and it was a lot of uh field uh, stuff and also weapons training and uh, of course I've used the flamethrower along with the r- machine guns and everything mm-hmm. else wasn't there the part of the story though where they're just like uh, we need flamethrowers uh, Weinmeyer you're now a flamethrower <laughs> that's what it was. when I got over to Hawaii joined the 5th division uh, they assigned us to our uh companies and stuff and i wound up in headquarters company in a uh, demolition platoon mm-hmm. so we fell out the next morning and uh of course the platoon sergeant he had his say and he appointed everybody to their position and he said i need a flamethrower weinmeyer <laughs> and i I was a flamethrower from then on. Yeah. Uh, we are talking with uh, one of my favorites, uh, World War II United States Marine Corps veteran, uh, Joe Weinmeyer, 96 years old, and he is still going strong, loves to play golf and goes to the Elks and dances, and we would be remiss if we didn't say hello to his lady friend, Lori. Hello, Lori. You say hi to Lori. Hi to you, sweetheart. See, this is just all fuzzy. I love him. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, when I saw Camp Tarawa, uh, you know, I guess now it was in October of this year, I, I thought about you, but I also thought about the incredible difference in how it looks. You had mentioned, well, you had heard a few years ago that maybe there were a few Quonset huts around, yeah. uh, you know, kind of, and that's the only relics. I'm telling you, I, and I, I've told you uh, when we had lunch, that there's nothing Not, but pasture landing cows now. Yeah. And that's got to be weird in your mind because it was congested. It w- w- Tell me in your own words what it was like. Well, uh, it was just one area, actually, uh, where the camp was. That was where all the action was. And uh, it's a little, they called it a, a, a Town, I call it a stop in the road. It was just a, a grocery store and a gas station. And that was where you were supposed to get your entertainment, rest, yeah, relaxation. Yeah. If you want to go down and watch people fill gas, that's entertainment. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you ever, you never really had a chance to enjoy the Big Island, did you? You went to the coast, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we went down to the coast and we did a lot of our training down there. But, uh, there was nothing else. It's just nothing but a big open field, yep. big ranch. And that one of the about, nation's largest. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, this past week, and we've talked about uh, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. You and I have been there, and and this anniversary, the 81st. Share your memory of where you were uh, December seventh, 1941. I was sitting in the movie theater watching a movie, 
And, of course, then they bombed uh, Pearl Harbor. And then they stopped the, the film and they flashed it across the screen that Pearl Harbor had been attacked. And, well, being 15 years old, 16, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. You know. I mean, at that point uh, in your, you know, your teenage years, you're you're not perhaps able to, in an instant, uh, realize the significance of the moment, and then all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, but, I mean, in the next few years, your life would change forever because of that attack. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I was uh, in my senior year in high school. I was 17. And uh, I graduated in May, and I was going to turn 18 in June. Well, I didn't want to go in the Army, not that I have anything against the Army. Mm-hmm. I had two brothers in the Army. But I thought I was... Uh, at home, walking down the street one day, and I seen two Marines in their dress blues, and I said, that's what I want to be. So uh, I didn't say nothing. I went down to the recruiting office and enlisted in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Joe Meinmeyer, he's a World War II veteran. United States Marine Corps, Semper Fi, of course, to him and to all of you and you military families. Um, we... We are forever in your debt. And as we kind of wrap up this season of the American Veteran Show, you know, we have so much to be thankful for. And I know you are thankful for so much. And, you know, Thanksgiving has passed. But as we we air this, uh, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah and the holiday season still ahead. But what are you most thankful for? I mean, first and foremost, man, 96 and a half-ish years old. Man, you've seen a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I think about it sometimes. What I've seen and done in my life, I've done so much. I uh, skated in the roller derby, of course. Yep. And I water skied and snow skied till I was 81. And the only reason I quit was because my wife had passed away. Mm-hmm. And I thought if I got hurt, I would have nobody to help me. Mm-hmm. So I, I quit both of those, much to my regret. But you're still out there on the golf course, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, twice a week if I can. I wish we had more time, but uh, Joe has been many, many years a marshal. And uh, Joe is uh, a big guy, totally fit, uh, in better shape than most of us. And as we wrap up, I just want you to know that Joe is the kind of guy, he'll tell you, you pick that ball up and you move it. Right? That's right. Right? You've you've been the authority out there. Yeah. And if you're lagging behind... Get moving and catch up to the ones in front of you. <laughs> yeah, they said, don't fool with Weinmeyer. <laughs> That's right. He'll yell at you. Yeah, I wouldn't put up with anything. Yeah, they don't know what I know. And yeah. that is you're one of the most terrific human beings ever. Well, I love you, your friend. And thank you thank for always having lunch. You're always uh, a phone call away. And yeah. you're always so good to us here on the program. Well, I appreciate your friendship. One of the most precious friendships in my life. And we have a good time together, and that makes it worth all the effort and everything. I love you, my friend. I love you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Joe Wanmeyer. We will wrap up the program coming up next as we head toward the end on this Sunday. This is the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com.
This is the American Veteran Show, online at AmericanVeteranShow.com. Here's Stephan Tubbs. We wrap up this week's edition of the American Veteran Show with a special look, though the anniversary, yes, was last week, and it was not one of those media-driven, it's the 75th anniversary, it's the 100th anniversary, it's the 50th anniversary. No, this was the 81st. It's not maybe sexy in mainstream media, but I hope this past week you remembered Pearl Harbor like most certainly uh, we have. And just to give you a little bit of a history lesson, you can almost close your eyes. You don't even have to close your eyes and hear the president on December 8th, 1941, say those words December 7th. But has it been a while since you've heard the entire speech? Here it is now on the American Veteran Show. Mr. Vice President, Mr. Speaker, members of the Senate, of the House of Representatives. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at the solicitation of Japan was still in conversation with its government and its emperor looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense. But always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. No matter how long it may take us to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. I believe that I interpret the will of the Congress and of the people when I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost, but will make it very certain that this form of treachery shall never again endanger us. Hostilities exist. There is no blinking at the fact 
that our people, our territory, and our interests are in grave danger. With confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. I ask that the Congress declare that since the unprovoked and dastardly attack by Japan on Sunday, December 7th, 1941, a state of war has existed between the United States and the Japanese Empire. That from December 8th, 1941. As you're well aware, there are not many Pearl Harbor survivors left. And most certainly, unless perhaps they live in Hawaii, so many of them are now unable to go back for anniversary commemorations. To those survivors and their family members, we are in your debt. Of course, December 7th, 1941, thrusting the United States of America into World War II. We remember Pearl Harbor. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode as we get ever closer to the end of 2023. For producer Michael Arpaio, I'm Stephen Tubbs. We do remember Pearl Harbor, and we remember our troops. Talk to you next week. History in every century records an act that lives forevermore. We'll recall, as into line we fall, a thing that happened on Hawaii shore. Let's remember Pearl Harbor as we go to meet the foe. Let's remember Pearl Harbor as we get the Alamo. We will always remember how they died for liberty. Let's remember Pearl Harbor and go on to victory.
American Veterans Show is a copyrighted production of Mountain Time Media Group, LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit AmericanVeteransShow.com. Join us next week for another edition of The American Veteran Show. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.